Eye on 2020 episode 267. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey guys, it's Ray here, your host, Ion 2020. You found it, that's right. Uh, I just needed to get a show out today rather than tomorrow because of the fact that we had the Super Tuesday results, and I just wanted to say a few things about uh, Bernie Sanders and the idea that this thing is being stolen from him in some way as well. And I wanted to throw out a couple of ideas, a couple of thoughts that I had, just because I think that it's interesting what's going on um, with the Democratic primary. And I kind of alluded to it the other day when I was talking on, Mon- on Monday based on some of the things that happened on Sunday. And it just blew my mind, like I said then, <clears throat> that um, Pete Buttigieg had decided to drop out. I thought it was really interesting because just, be- just ahead of Super Tuesday, Pete Buttigieg, who's a really strong candidate who was going to have quite a few votes, was probably going to get, you know win a few states even, I would bet, and he decided to go ahead and drop out of the race just at a Super Tuesday, and remember this also, this is the guy that raised the most money of every other candidate, like quarter, like quarter after quarter, he was raising 25, 30 million dollars every single quarter, and he had the big money interest behind him, he had the bundlers behind him, he had the people that supported Hillary, the people that supported Barack Obama, he had them behind him, and then he decides to drop out just ahead of Super Tuesday, and it just, it's, it, I don't know, it, I was just thought to myself, that doesn't make sense, and then Amy Klobuchar decides to drop out also on Monday, and then all of a sudden, both of them are standing behind Joe Biden and endorsing him, and so then they're left at that point with Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, um, and Mike, Michael Bloomberg, and that was it. And Tulsi Gabbard as the fifth, but Tulsi's not really a serious candidate at all. I'm not sure why she's still in. I think it's just more of a, hey, I'm going to keep on riding this thing while I can, because she does have a lot of like support from anti-war people. She has a lot of support from uh, some, like the libertarian type people as well it seems like to me so she kind of just stays in it because of that but if you listen to or if you look at the field of candidates now there's just four of them and you have Michael Bloomberg who's taking taking uh, taking votes away from Joe Biden you have Elizabeth Warren taking votes away from uh, Bernie Sanders pretty much is the way it's going and those four candidates are basically the ones that are that on Super Tuesday that most of the people voted for. It, it was um, almost every almost every race. It was it went in order of Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Michael Bloomberg, or you know Bernie Sanders, Michael Bloomberg, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren. Like it was that was the pretty much the gist of the races that was going on that were going on on Super Tuesday. 
and I was just got to thinking about it. Like, why? Oh, and on top of that, Beto or Rourke decides to endorse Joe Biden as well. So you had a big press conference and a big rally or something like that. Amy Klobuchar is up there endorsing Joe Biden. Then you have uh, Pete Buttigieg. She decides to endorse Joe Biden. And then you have uh, Beto O'Rourke decide to endorse Joe Biden. And all these people were just saying, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, why are all these people standing behind Joe Biden when he's got to be the worst candidate to run against Donald Trump? He really is. What is going on here? And it's just the fact that it's Joe Biden's time. They think that he can beat Bernie Sanders. And the Democratic establishment does not want Bernie Sanders up there. They don't. And this is just all the proof you need to show that is that you have people that raised millions upon tens of millions of dollars dropping out. I don't know if Amy Klobuchar raised tens of millions of dollars, but I know Beto O'Rourke was able to raise, you know, millions of dollars and Amy Klobuchar raised at least probably $25, $30 million total. But Pete Buttigieg, who probably raised $50 million or more dropping out of the race like it's not like he was broke it's not like he was running out of money it's not like his campaign wasn't going anywhere yeah he didn't get the african-american vote but they needed to make way for a clear winner they needed to make way for somebody who's going to get the most delegates they're going to they need to make way for joe biden because he was the most serious candidate the most serious person to put against Bernie Sanders and win. That's what it really came down to. And it makes me, I mean, not that I like his policies anymore, but it makes me kind of root for Bernie Sanders in the Democratic primary because I hate establishments. I hate the two-party system. I think it's just a, a thumb in the eye of all of the people that are supporting Bernie Sanders, that the establishment is getting behind a candidate, that the Democratic Party seems to be actively working behind the scenes to make sure that Joe Biden wins so that they don't have to deal with Bernie Sanders. <coughs> so you're sitting there, that's what I, that's all I've been thinking about, is what is going on in this thing? And I've, I heard Rachel Maddow said yesterday that the Democratic establishment is trying to, you know, take it from Bernie Sanders again a lot of people are denying that fact but it's the truth it's the truth the Democratic establishment in 2016 did what they can behind the scenes in order to make sure that Hillary Clinton won and Bernie Sanders did not they did what it took behind the scenes and that it was the, this was not just the Democratic establishment this was the Democratic National Committee making sure that Hillary Clinton won and they're doing it again and it just shows I mean, at least the Republicans, when brought or when Donald Trump won, did not go ahead and start doing that. Like they let the let it play out, and they ended up getting somebody that's outside of the normal Republican establishment into office, and he won the presidency. I don't know if it would happen with Bernie Sanders. I pray that it wouldn't happen with Bernie Sanders because he's, you know, his views are way outside of my views. Um, Except for on, like, the anti-war issue. But he hasn't made that the centerpiece of his campaign. So I don't think he's really that serious about it anyway. I think he can be swayed one way or the other based upon, oh, we'll get 
we'll let you have your Medicare for all as long as you keep the wars going. And then he would not fight against the wars because his values are more on the socialist issues domestically than they are on the uh, anti-war issues uh, internationally. So they would use the, the establishment in the military industrial complex, the establishment in general would use everything they can in order to uh, make sure that, or use things like that, like, you know, giving him one thing in order to keep him from ending the wars. They would do that in order, you know, and he would go along with it because he prioritizes domestic policy over foreign policy. Um, He's definitely not a Ron Paul who cannot be swayed either way. I can guarantee you that. So, yeah, you have Bernie Sanders, man. He's having it stolen from right under, right for, right in plain view of everybody else, actually. Like, there's, there, this is like a house full of robbers, and there's cameras in the house, and it's, and it's being broadcast on national TV in some ways. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, to me, it just blows my mind that, um, that they're doing that. But it doesn't really blow my mind because you saw it in 2016, actually, and then you're seeing it, you see the fact that nobody wants Bernie Sanders to win. They're all, they were just trying to figure out who they're going to get behind. And then Joe Biden is just getting beat up in Iowa. He gets beat up in New Hampshire. He gets beat up in Nevada. They're calling him the candidate that's that's out, that he's not going to be able to win, that it's a dying campaign all of a sudden. And then he comes and wins South Carolina and boom people start dropping like flies people just out of the race as fast as they possibly can that doesn't make sense to me it just does not make sense to me that that happened all within like a you know a three or four day period on friday before the south carolina election primary election they're calling his candidacy a failed candidacy failed presidential run they're saying that it's a floundering campaign and now he wins most of the Super Tuesday states. He has like 400 and some odd delegates versus Bernie's 300 and some odd delegates. And I think, I've heard this, I've heard this floated as well, like Elizabeth Warren, part of the establishment in some way, she has kind of a, she doesn't really like Bernie Sanders that much, I don't think. I mean, she came in third place in her own state. In Massachusetts, she came in third place Joe Biden wins Massachusetts. So what I was thinking about that is Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. If Bernie Sanders was, or if Elizabeth Warren was not in right now, she's done. Her campaign's over with. She's not going to get anywhere. She has like 25 delegates or something. But if she would have dropped it on Monday also, a lot of her vote would have went to Bernie Sanders. In Massachusetts, Bernie Sanders would have won Massachusetts if they didn't split the vote. In California, obviously, all those votes that have went to Bernie Sanders that Elizabeth Warren got. In most of the states that Elizabeth Warren, if Elizabeth Warren dropped out, most of those votes would go towards Bernie Sanders. If she endorsed Bernie Sanders, and she's as far left as Bernie Sanders, if not more so, in some ways, then she would have been, then, then he would have probably won a lot more states than he did. And I think that the establishment went to, uh, this is my personal feeling, is that the establishment went to Amy Klobuchar and went to 
Pete Buttigieg and said, you need to... Oh, and they went to Beto O'Rourke and said, listen, man, if you want to have a political career ahead of you, if you want us to be able to get money donated to your campaigns, if you want to be a senator, Pete Buttigieg, one day, Amy Klobuchar, if you want to remain a senator, and Beto O'Rourke, I know that you would love to get back, get yourself back into Congress, or you would love to get yourself a Senate seat. If you would like to get that money, if you want that money, fall in line. Do what we tell you to. Go endorse Joe Biden. Go endorse him. Stand behind him on stage and tell your supporters to throw your support behind him. I guarantee you they did that. I guarantee you the Democratic Party did that, and it'll come out at some point in the future. I, I, I'm, I promise you that. I promise you that. Now, I am not a defender of Bernie Sanders by any means. I'm just like, it's just like, holy cow. This entire week was just a love fest on Joe Biden and how great it's going to be to have him as the Democratic nominee. He's the worst person to run against. I mean, not not the worst. I would say Bernie Sanders is just as bad to run against Donald Trump. <clears throat> but at least on the debate stages, Bernie Sanders is going to sound at least coherent. At least on the debate stages, when people look at Bernie Sanders, they're going to know what he's going to say. They have a general idea of where he's going with the conversation. He says the same things over and over again. It never changes. It hasn't changed in 30 years, probably. And it still hasn't changed since the last election. Like, if he was on the debate stage against Donald Trump, no problem whatsoever. Joe Biden, on the other hand, that guy can't get a coherent sentence out for the life of him. I think that they're betting on the idea that most likely Donald Trump won't sit for these debates, which is stupid on Donald Trump's part if he does not sit for those debates decides to sit out the debates I think that he might but if he did it would just be a striking it would be it would be striking how um, how intelligent Donald Trump sounds which is pretty crazy right and how incoherent Joe Biden sounds so I mean that would be the worst person to put against Donald Trump yet the entire establishment says, you know what? It's, it's, it's Joe Biden's time, guys. It's Joe Biden's time. You just need to fall in line behind him. Pete, you need to fall in line behind him. Amy, come on. You want to get selected to a Senate seat? Go ahead and do it. Fall in line behind him. And you know Beto O'Rourke will sell his soul to the devil if it comes down to getting himself a Congress seat again, for sure. He'll say anything, do anything, whatever it takes to get that to get that power back that little teeny bit of power that a congressperson has you know that for sure i would not put it past any politician to sell their soul to the devil for that power that's why i don't trust politicians in the first place so anyways guys that's um that's my take on super tuesday joe biden pretty much won big um would he have won that many seats or that many delegates would he have won that many states if he would have stayed, or if uh, these other people would have stayed in. Amy Klobuchar, I don't think so, but Pete Buttigieg was pretty solid, man. He probably would have won some of these Midwestern states. He probably would have won 
I don't know. I think Super Tuesday was a lot of southern states, is my understanding. Like Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Georgia, um, Tennessee. A lot of those. And the California was one. Massachusetts was one. So I don't. I maybe that maybe people just didn't really see a path to getting a lot of delegates in the first place, so it made it easier. But the dude had a lot of money, and that's a lot of people that invested in him, who lost that investment because. Because you got, you know, because they forced them out, man. They really did. Um, but like I said, I'm not here to de- defend any of these people. They're all a bunch of statists. They're all a bunch of people that think that the state can run your life better than you can. They're all a bunch of people that want to tell you how to run your life and how, how you should spend your money and how you should, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. They they believe that the state has the ability to, um, to change the world, you know? And uh, I'm a libertarian. I believe that. People should be left to themselves, that they should be left in a peaceful state of nature, and people will learn how to get along on their own in some way. Um, I, I just believe in non-aggression and non-violence, non-aggression specifically, and when everything comes down to that in the libertarian world, non-aggression, I will not aggress upon you, and I will not ask anybody else to aggress upon you on my behalf, unless it's for self-defense, so... Um, but yeah, so that's, that's all I got for you guys today. I wanted to do a show today only instead of tomorrow, only because of the Super Tuesday thing, and I wanted to get it out early, uh, so that's why I'm recording while I'm driving. You can hear that in the background. I do apologize. The last couple shows have been like that. It's just, uh, the challenge of getting the show recorded in the evening time when I have kids running around the house and a wife and all this stuff going on has just been really tough, so I've been doing it in my car early in the morning, um... So I do apologize for that background noise. I will get back on track with uh, the regular shows in the quiet time and all that stuff pretty soon. Uh, it's just been a crazy couple weeks right now. And uh, I still want to put up, put this show out. Because I still love to bring print libertarian principles to you. I love to talk about liberty. I love to talk about freedom. I love to talk about changing the culture of America from a culture that says, how much can I get from the government? to a culture that says, I don't want nothing from the government and leave me alone. That's what we want to do, right? A culture that distrusts the government. A culture that looks at politicians who promise a bunch of stuff and tells them, no, I don't want that. That's what we want. That's what we want. Um, and that comes down to you spreading the word about liberty, talking about libertarian principles, talking to your friends about it, and, uh, you know, living the life, you know? And then from there, we can start changing that culture. We can start changing people's minds and hearts and, uh, and move this country in a better direction towards liberty and freedom. Not just libertarianism, but liberty and freedom. That thought process that says, I can be self, you know, I can depend upon myself and my family and the people around me that, you know, like they're the ones that if there's any need for help, those are the ones I would go to. Not, oh, I'm going to run down and get down and uh, try to get on the government dole. You know? That's what we want to do. We want to get people, change people's hearts and minds. And that's it. And that's, you know, that's why I tend to do this show every couple days as well. And uh, that's the show I got for you today, though, alright? So I appreciate you joining me. If you'd like to, you can ch- follow me on Facebook and on Twitter. Just type in Iron the Empire, and you'll see uh, the group that I have there as well as the Facebook page that I have. And then if you want to, irontheempire.com as well. I'll post some uh, 
some information on the on the elections, but mostly a lot of um, foreign policy stuff as well that I come across. And then uh, from there, I also um, am trying to post a lot more stuff on that website, actually. And that goes right onto the Facebook page as well. But if you want to join, or if you want to follow the Facebook page, that's great. Make some comments and stuff on some of these articles that I post. I'd love to hear your opinions on those things as well, all right? And then from there, um, the best thing you could do, though, is to come back every week and listen to the show on Mondays and Thursdays. Five star ratings and reviews if you really like like we like we hear, okay? Next show will be on Monday. So uh, come on back on Monday and you'll have clear vision for 2020.